This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Saw today from, I guess, the Twitter account. I still say Twitter, by the way. My friends call me a boomer. National Weather Service Buffalo. That, Ross, this might surprise you or it might not. I don't know. You've been here several times in the last 304 days. But... We have not had temperatures lower than 20 at all for a minute, for a second, in 304 consecutive days and counting. How, how do you like that? Fifty High 50s for Christmas. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of everywhere. In all sincerity, it just seems like everywhere I go, everybody you talk to, they talk about how it's unseasonably warm for wherever it is that they live. Now, I will say this. I'm doing the Falcons at the Bears <laughs> Sunday at 1 for CBS. So I'm back in the CBS NFL booth, which is cool. And I think I saw where the high in Chicago on Sunday is 36. Yeah. So it, it will start to get cold and certainly be colder than it has been. Um, I'm looking forward to that game, by the way. But, uh, yeah, I mean – it's not as many snow games, not as many really cold games, not as much time to ski, which you guys know I love. Yes. I, think that, I mean, I think this is just kind of like the way of the world now. Well, you know, it, it, um, it's noticeable just watching the NFL that, like, where are the snow games, right? Where, where are those great TV blizzard games or, you know, obviously last year we experienced a blizzard that was, that was deadly. Uh, but still, like, just you like to see – legendary games buffalo other places how, how were you as a player with with weather like did you look forward to snow or cold did you like as a lineman did you sort of embrace that or maybe not um well the worst weather ever by far is freezing rain i mean that is bad really bad and uh i think i've told you guys this before but i started the only game of Larry Fitzgerald's career yes. in which he didn't have a catch. Yes, 04. It was in Buffalo, 04. It was freezing rain. And God bless my wife. That's the game where she chose to have both of her grandmothers come to the game. <laughs> so they're both like in their 80s, and they've got ponchos and everything. And they just had to sit there in freezing rain. And I remember saying to my wife, well, they're never coming to a game again. <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, it was brutal. And I was the center because Teague was out. 
And I think Larry Fitzgerald, it was either his rookie year or his second year, maybe his second year, but um, he didn't have a catch because I've, I've had Mark Dalton, the SI, the uh, mm-hmm. you know the media guy, communications guy out for the Cardinals, told me that one time, which is kind of wild. Um, Mark is a great friend of mine from when he when he was in Buffalo. By the way, I, I like Mark very much. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I certainly did not ever look forward to uh, rain, and I think I don't think anybody really looks forward to really really cold, right? Like you know. Especially if you play for the Bills, like you convince yourself that like you're better suited for it. Meanwhile, I'm looking at McGahee <laughs> and he looks miserable. <laughs> I'm looking at Takeo Spikes and, and Eric Mo- like they're not happy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't care what team they play for, they're from like South Florida or Georgia or wherever, you know? Um, which is why I always thought that was funny. Interestingly enough, we've talked about this before. Coldest game I ever played in my life. And I guess it's a top ten coldest game in Bills history was actually at Cincinnati, of all places. I think maybe it has something to do with the water or the river. I, I don't know, but it was so so cold. And that's the game where Takeo had a pick six against his former team, and Jason Peters blocked a punt, recovered it for a touchdown. Yes, same Jason Peters that still plays offensive line nineteen years later for the Seahawks. Uh, and all I remember is after the game, getting in the shower, and it stung. Mm. Like, your skin that was exposed was so, like, red and frostbitten that it really stung, especially if you had hot water. So you had to start with cold water and and then, like, slowly make the water a little bit warmer a little bit warmer, a little bit warmer. So think about that. Think about being outside in like eight degree weather for three hours and then getting into a cold shower because <laughs> the hot shower hurts. Yeah, no good. That that Bengal game comes up, uh, and when it does, I always think for, for a long time, that the highlights of that game made the rounds for some reason on Twitter last week, and I, I called that Jason Peters play the best football play I'd ever seen where he, he blocks the punt, gets up, runs it in, like just holy cow, this guy. When it was, start, it was starting to get really good with that team, as you know. I mean, you were on it. Um, yeah. Well. We were, I mean, we were playing so well. And, and two quick things from that. I remember after the game, Marvin Lewis, the head coach of the Bengals, said, hey, I, you don't want to play those guys in the playoffs. Good luck. Because we were playing so well. We just had such a good team. And we were playing so well at that point. And then the other thing I remember, I think, I think we might have had like a flea flicker for a touchdown or something in that game. But then also, remember Justin Smith, just the awesome D lineman for the Bengals and then the Niners for so long? Okay. So, big first-round pick, top 10 guy from Missouri, just a monster. So, we are probably up like 13 or 14 with maybe, somebody can look it up, like 30 seconds left, right? So the game's over, and we're kicking a field goal because it's fourth down, and I am the tight end on the field goal team, which means I have to step in and protect the inside gap, and then I swing open my left leg to stab the outside gap. So what teams often do is 
I'm the only guy that's really responsible for two gaps. So what teams would do is they'd bring a guy in the inside gap, a guy in the outside gap, and then you essentially have no hands, no way to defend yourself against a guy running you over Mm -hmm. because your hands are occupied in either gap with those gaps. And they used to call it just to get run over with dignity. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. So we kicked the field goal, and Justin Smith just absolutely annihilates me, just destroys me, right? He's the middle guy. And there's some penalty and I'm like, oh, my. So we have to re-kick. I don't know if it was against them or against us, but we have to re-kick. And there's now, like, 22 seconds left. <laughs> We're up by 16 or whatever it is. Like, this is, like, a meaningless field goal. And, I, and I, I'm getting in my stance, and Justin Smith looks at me and says, what do you say, me and you kiss one more time? <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude, are you serious? He goes, yep, <laughs> and then just destroyed me again. And, uh, you know, that's the mindset of why he was such a good player, and that, that was really not fun. Like, that was not <laughs> – it, it's especially unfun when you see the joy the other guy is getting from it, even though you're winning by three scores, and you know it's coming. Like, getting your butt kicked is never a fun thing in life, but usually you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you're not, like, signing up and being, like, it, it, it's premeditated, uh, premeditated getting destroyed. And he's like, what do you say me and you kiss one more time? I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. I, I, I mentioned that to him one time, and he, he just laughed. I think that's all he does is laugh. <laughs> well, you talk about it being called getting run over with dignity. You did that two times because you could have shifted either way. The game's over, like you said, but you uh, knew better than to do that. Um, this season, with this Bill season, some parallels to 2004. This team was not 0-4, but we've we've been here together every week, and there's been a lot of stress. And now they also kind of look like a team that's not in the playoffs yet, but one that you don't want to play. 9-6, and six, by the way, just like 2004. That is, that's remarkable. And uh, similar to us, you would imagine they would get a win this week, and then going to have a big game the last week, which might be the difference between the playoffs or not. So it might be similar, although I don't think you'll see the Dolphins be putting their second string in at all in that game. That would surprise me. Although I'll never like get over the fact that we were actually beating the starters. Yeah, It was like 17-7 when the starters were in. It was the backups that came in and, and – you know, ended up Willie Parker and the fumble return for touchdown or whatever. Like, we would have been better off going against the starters, which, whatever. Um, I'll say this. Is there any consternation over that game Saturday night? Or do people not really care? Well, I want I, Chargers game. I'll do my best with this. I've had only a couple conversations today with Eric Wood, for one, Sal Capaccio, and, like, just sort of the takeaways from that game – uh, prior to this afternoon, I haven't had any interaction about the game because it was Christmas and, like, I don't know, we've been off. But I, I would guess that there's only a little. You know, it was a turnovers game. So not that the Bills ran over them and then fumbled at the one or anything. It wasn't that kind of game either. But it was not a game where, like, they were 
at least outplayed badly, if outplayed at all. The turnovers kept it close. Yeah, I mean, do I think Bills fans would have felt better if they won by three touchdowns and didn't have to sweat it out and felt like they continued the momentum from the Cowboys game? Sure. But the one thing I know definitively, nobody ever cares a week later how much you won by the week before. There's nothing that's less relevant than what the winning margin was the week before. It has no impact on the game against the Patriots, and no one will ever look back and say, yeah, they were 10-7 and 7 or 11-6, and 6, but they only beat the Chargers by two. I mean, it's, it's really immaterial. And when you see teams like the Chiefs lose to the Raiders or, you know, the Niners get smashed by the Ravens, you realize – just win, right? It's kind of like the Eagles yesterday. I called that game mm-hmm. for Westwood One, and there's some Eagles fans that aren't happy about it. It's like, yo, you guys just lost three games in a row. Like, just be happy you won. And it's kind of like what you said, Mike. Like, Eagles had almost 500 yards of offense. Like, you had a pick six where the tight end falls down. You have a fumbled kickoff return to start the second half where you run into your own guy. Like, there was just fluky things that were not going to – that would not happen. That doesn't mean – there aren't things that the Eagles would want to correct and need to do better, and certainly clock management and Hurst doesn't get out of bounds, stuff like that. But ultimately, they won. They looked a lot better. That's all that matters. With Ross Tucker, so the AFC now, the, yes, there is a path for the Bills to get the division and the two, which you know speaks for itself if they do that. Easier home matchup, another home game in week two, all of it, all the advantages. If they don't, Say Miami wins Sunday in Baltimore, and that's it. And so the Bills are, you know, they get a wild card, but we're looking at road games. You've got the Dolphins. You've got Baltimore looking so strong. Even Kansas City, who I can't wait to hear you, your take on. What is the balance of power for you right now in the AFC? And is there anyone else, like Cleveland or somebody, that you would take seriously? Yeah, I mean, I think I would take Cleveland seriously. I, I'm going to do my power rankings actually tomorrow. This week on the Ross Tucker podcast, we're kind of pushed back a day because of Christmas. I think I still have the Bills as the third best team. I think I have Ravens one, Niners two, Bills three, and then, I don't know, probably Eagles, Dolphins, Cowboys, something like that. Um, You know, I, I think, in my mind, teams that can win multiple playoff games are Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cleveland. Cleveland's defense is good enough and Flacco's playing well enough that they could win multiple playoff games, especially if they have the five seed and they start by playing, you know, the AFC South champ, which whoever that is isn't looking real impressive right now. So basically, for the Bills, it's kind of like they could be the two seed and they could also be the six or the seven are out, right? I mean, what, what happens if they beat New England but lose to the Dolphins? They still have a pretty good look at the playoffs in the sixth seed if that happens with one more win. They they could actually clinch a spot this week uh, regardless of how Miami does. So Cleveland is a good favorite to be the five. Buffalo's a pretty good favorite to be the six if they don't get to the two. Man, that would be remarkable, isn't it? That Chiefs. The Chiefs limp to the finish line as much as they are. And the Bills finish really strongly and yet the wild card matchup is still the bills 
at the Chiefs. And I would imagine that Bills fans wouldn't feel great about that. I mean, yeah. I know they beat them a couple of weeks ago, but what are the odds that you can beat them twice at Kansas City in like a six-week six week spread? Right, which would be four times in three seasons. And also never in the playoffs. And also not in the playoffs. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that would be – Wow. That would be such a bitter – pill to swallow I feel like for Bills fans if that's how it goes down well you know that they make the playoffs they play the Chiefs and then they lose to them again well Ross where are you on Kansas City because they look like they have cracked Kelsey throwing the helmet Mahomes yelling it looks like a team on tilt yeah no um I'm I'm shocked I really am I mean they 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 were so good last year you know, I mean, they were still the Chiefs last year, even without Tyreek Hill. I would have thought the year they're having this year would have been last year and that this year would have been, you know, like the way they played last year. It's weird to me that it's flipped, really weird to me, um, that it's kind of flipped like it has. You know, I, we've just seen it too many times, though. You know, like, I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to win it. But it's kind of like this game for them on Sunday. Like, I'm picking them to win. I don't believe they're going to lose back-to-back home games with Mahomes. And Andy. I know it's possible, but it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. And I think if it's Chiefs-Bills playoff game, I'd be surprised if it doesn't come down to the very end and then, you know, you're talking about one play here, one play there, one one turnover, one coaching decision, kind of like it seems like it always is with, between those two. Which is exactly why that bucket of factors, exactly why fans here would be nervous. You know, you've seen it borne out in previous meetings in the playoffs, and I don't know. Rather, just out of curiosity, would you rather, if Bills fans are being honest, would they rather be the seventh seed and play at Miami or – have they seen enough of the Chiefs to say, no, I'd still rather play the Chiefs the way they're struggling? That's a good question. It would be off of a game against the Dolphins, which maybe the Bills would have lost in that scenario, um, and that could change it. But what you have with the Chiefs is the, the realization that it's winnable. I mean, these games have been close. The Bills have won three years in a row there, like we mentioned. Also, the possibility to be the team to, to punch them out which would feel so good for the fans and probably the team. So I, I want to say that that's question. a choice. What if, what if they win that game, but then they lose the next week? Is it <laughs> would, would fans feel like it was a good season because they knocked the Chiefs out of the playoffs? Or would it be disappointing because they still didn't even get back to the AFC Championship game? Do I need to get you to sign something if I ask these questions in the coming days? Do I need your permission to? Uh, you were born to do well, this, I Ross. I want you to because <laughs> I'm always very curious. Like that's why I'm envious of your jobs because I think it's cool to be able to take calls and get the pulse of the fans and find out how they would feel about it. Now, just so you know, and you guys know this, right now they would say, "No, I wouldn't be happy. No, no, it's it's not enough just to be the Chiefs." But then that's one where it's like a couple weeks afterwards and maybe they feel differently, right? Yeah. But right now they're not going to admit that they feel like it would be a nice comeback of a season 
to go from six and six to winning a road playoff game and knocking the Chiefs out. Whereas, like, when they were six and six, Bills fans would have signed up for that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Here's, but now they have, they have bigger eyes on a bigger prize, and I don't blame them. Here's my answer quickly to your second of those two questions. Uh, would you want to win and then lose the second game? Would that feel like a good season? I don't think, and I think I would say this for myself, I don't think any season that doesn't end in a Super Bowl appearance will co- be called a good season. Interesting. Because that's where we started. They've, they've, they've been to the playoffs. They've won a playoff game three years in a row. Like, the whole thing has been about a championship. It went sideways, but it's back to the point right now where, like, everybody says the same thing about them. Watch out. And if they lose in the second round again to, like, the Ravens, it's another year where Josh Allen didn't get there, and this time it's Lamar Jackson, say, who does? That's not going to sit well. I mean, they've done a nice job here, but that would not be – fans would not be impressed. And then also it's like you really wouldn't have clarity on what the next steps are. Right. When you were six and six, it felt like there was a little bit more clarity about you know what might happen with McDermott or whatever, or what things they could do to get better. But now that they're winning after the OC change, now it's like it seems like McDermott, barring something unforeseen, would be back next year, and I don't, I don't disagree with that. Right, Ross. Hope you had a great Christmas. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Likewise. Great talking with you guys. Thank you, Ross Tucker's appearance on the Western Hotline, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. I mean, feel free to take one of Ross's questions. You want the Dolphins or the Chiefs if it has to be a road game in week one? I think I probably speak for many, many fans. Because I I wouldn't expect a lot of fans to be like, oh, no, no, I'd take a second-round loss to Baltimore right now. (laughs) Who is is raising their hand for that? But Ross is uh, meant to do this kind of work. He's just really smart and creative. Mike Schopier, Bulldog, is off. Back after sports, 803-0550 to join me. This is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 